can come to God anywhere, man. We can like come to him wherever we are at any time of day. But the, the bread and the wine puts it to a different level and says, it says like, wow, I'm, I'm taking the body and the blood of Jesus into my body right now. I'm like reaffirming that like, this is what he did for me. Hello guys, this is Unscripted Scripture and I'm Zach here with my good buddy and good co-host Jack. Hey. That's Jack. Um, We're also here with our producer Abby. Abby is the one who makes us look good, feel good. Um, I don't know. That's all she does. that's pretty much it. Look good, feel good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, big week for us. Um... Our, one of our, our artists, one of our team members, graduates tomorrow. We are recording on a Thursday. That's right. And she graduates tomorrow. That's Kellyanne Drummond. So, big round of applause for her. We'll add mm-hmm. the sound effects later. Yeah. Just kidding. Abby doesn't want to do that. <laughs> um, and then another big day, Jack, the day after this is posted, starts a new job. I do. Yeah. Do you want to go through your feelings with that? Shout sure. out to um, Signature. Nice. Down the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started a job in Ephrata on Monday uh, at a Signature Custom Cabinetry, and I'm excited, man. I, I've been contacted them for the past couple months and getting ready for it, and it's um, it's cool because it's at a you know a Christ-centered company that that values faith and values uh, you know work that is God glorifying and in serving people and. I'm excited to get started with that, and I'm grateful that that God has kind of put that on my plate. And it's a new ministry for me, and that's the way that's the way I want to look at it. That's the way I want to start on Monday and kind of jump into it. Like this is a an area that God has me planted right now, and uh, just want to be used by Him as best I can, the, my honest self. And um, so I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. It's but. always fun to start a new chapter. Yeah. Um, just to kind of like, all right, life, let's see what you got for me now. Like, <laughs> it's an unknown. You don't know what to expect. You yeah. can go through all this stuff in your head, but until you start that first day, mm-hmm. it's going to be totally different from what well, you think. And I've been out of work for about a month now, so it's going to no, be nice to get right. a good paycheck. To do something? <laughs> oh, to get the paycheck? Yeah, I guess. I just like working to do something. Yeah, no, yeah, like getting into a routine too is going to be really good. Like waking up yeah. at a certain time, going, you know, to bed at a certain time and get the evenings free and the weekends free is going to be fun. For me, I need that discipline. I need to be like told, okay, Zach, you need to go into work. Yeah. I can't, like, I could never work from home. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'd be like, okay, bed is warmer. Why would I want to get out? Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Or, wow, this Instagram feed is fire today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just stay on Instagram and not do my work. Yeah. Um, Definitely helps. And I think, like, yeah. college kids are, that are listening right now understand that it's not uh, really routine college life, and you can have class at 1 o'clock, and that'd be your only thing you do that day. So you wake up at 1230 or even 1250 and then go to class, and you're good, and then go back to your video game horde and... I mean, nothing wrong with that being college age, but... Are you going to miss that life? No, I will not miss no, that life. I'm ready, ready for to go. It? I'm yeah. ready for adulthood, man. Yeah, I was too. I'm really ready. But I am ready to talk about communion. 
about some bread, some wine, but maybe you're young, so some grapefruit. Um, so let's get on to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about uh, communion. And for those of you who have never taken communion or are listening and don't know what we're talking about, uh, we're talking about the uh, sharing of, of bread and wine uh, representing Christ's body and Christ's blood. Uh, broken and shed for us on the cross, and it's a, it's a act that Christ tells us in the Bible um, to remember and to honor uh, when we gather together as Christians. And we can see in Acts two, uh, this is when the young church was just starting out, and they had received the revelation from God. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they were speaking in tongues, and they're starting this new church. Um, Acts two forty two talks about how they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Um, everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. So here we're just introducing, like, the apostles were starting this church and making the breaking of bread an important part of us gathering together as Christians. And it's to honor and remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. Why bread and wine? Well... If we turn to Matthew, okay, uh, or any of the Gospels except for John, Matthew, Mark, and Luke tell us about the Last Supper, which is where Jesus does this similarity. Uh, Matthew twenty six twenty six, he so he talks about how before that he, he talked about how someone at this table is going to betray him, um, and he looks at Judas and and says that it's going to be Judas. And while they were eating, Jesus took bread. So everybody's pretty somber right now, knowing that Jesus is going to die. And he takes this bread, and he gives thanks for it. So he gives thanks to God and breaks it and gives it to his disciples, saying, "Take, take and eat, for this is my body. Then he takes a cup, and he gave thanks again, and he says, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out, for many, for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Um, so basically what he's saying here is that this is my last supper. This mm-hmm. is my last meal, my last drink, before I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom in heaven. And Jesus is doing this basically, like, like you were saying, like for remembrance and that we never forget what he's about to do for us. Yeah, and I well, I think of what it, those both those things, those bread and the that bread wine, and wine, meant back to meant to them back then. Mm. Um, bread was a common thing. Bread, um, you know, everyone had bread, yeah. and so like Jesus saying, "This is my body, take and eat." Mm-hmm. So I think it was just a, he was so good at finding analogies, yeah, like comparing um, himself to. What of the world can we understand is this bread? Mm-hmm. And then this wine, which is this rich drink that, you know, you only have on special occasions. Mm. Um, but it's just so in- rich. Like, mm. so, I don't want to say important, but I do at the same time. You know what I mean, Jack? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so, I think that's what Jesus was saying. Like, I can be in everyone's house. Yeah. But I am very special. Yeah, it was very special. I mean, this was Passover. This was a time of Passover, so it's, they were having a very special meal to dedicate that. But 
you know, from that night on, Passover took new meaning for Christians. It was, yeah, you know, it's represented as like Good Friday now when mm-hmm. Jesus is betrayed and ultimately dies for us. And um, as Christians, our, our pass, like Passover is, I'm not saying it's not important because it's very important uh, in the history of the Bible and for Jewish people. So it's... Uh, but it's special here, and like it takes on a whole new meaning. Like everybody, all the disciples just forgot about Passover in that moment, and they're like, "What is he saying? What is he doing?" And just the fact that they had to give thanks for that in that moment, feeling all feeling all that mourn, um, probably a very tough thing to do. And I think that's why it's mixed feelings when we take communion now at church, whether it's supposed to be a joyful thing or a somber thing. Because we know how somber it was and how how lowly it felt for the disciples. And, like, we're taking his body and his blood. Like, we're, we're taking that into our body. Saying that, like, Jesus died for me in this way. Like, how, what kind of love is that? What kind of, what kind of grace is that? And that's why it's, I don't think there's any wrong way to feel when we take communion, you know, it's not something that is so, it can't be so like simple as like, you know, take it and eat and leave on your day. Like think about what you just did by taking that and you know, yeah, like it's big. I mean, it talks about that only, this is only for a following well, Christ follower to do. Um, he doesn't want communion to be done by someone who is not in his, I guess in his following. Yeah. Um, just because it's that important, it's almost like a sin to think of. Um, I'm I haven't fully grasped the meaning of it, and maybe you have, Jack. If you haven't, then that's fine. It's okay saying I don't know. Um, but it's so great seeing that there's like I remember growing up in church. Communion for me was when I had the a great time of isolation in the church, sitting around my community, just seeing everyone bow their heads. We usually had like a quiet, I don't know how other churches do it, but we'd have like a quiet five minutes where you're just praying to God, just remembering that he is the greatest and um, all the stuff he's done for you and then forgiving him and then um, going up. um, We did a couple of ways. I think a couple of weeks we went up in front of the church and, you know, got the bread, dipped Mm -hmm. it in the wine Mm -hmm. and... um, took the body and the blood of christ and just the important of doing that just like i think it was the silence for me to hear all those people i say to hear but to not hear all those people just to sit in silence with other christ followers um kind of gives me goosebumps (laughs) just remembering how great our god is and Mm. For uh, asking for forgiveness for everything that he's mm-hmm. for every sin that we've had, yeah, it's a moment that we're not only giving thanks and praise to God, we're laying everything we have on the table, like we're laying our our sins on the table um, and asking that He would forgive them, which is so crazy too. Dude. The forgiveness of sin, like that's what He says by the blood. It says like this is my this is the new covenant. The new covenant in my blood. When you take this drink, you're not just accepting, you know, my death. You're you're saying that like I am now able to come to the Father without anything holding me back. 
no veil anymore. Like, I can come to the Father with my brokenness, with my sin, and he will forgive me. You know, lay it all down. That's what Jesus is saying here. He's saying this this blood, this cup is poured out for you. It's poured out for you. And that's something we have to, like, take to heart, man. Like, when we take that, it's it's so big. It's so great. It's filled with so many different things, like, and the same thing with the the bread. That's his body. Like, he he endured torture and death through that. And it's not something we should eat. And f- like, it's weird. Like, cause bread tastes so good, right? Yeah. Bread tastes so good, man. Like, bread is underrated, especially at church. Like when you're a ten year old kid, like that's your little yeah. snack. You know, that's what it feels like. Oh man, I get but some what bread. What if they bring out the crackers, man? Are you disappointed? Or are you uh, still happy? See, as a kid, you're always happy. That's true. But I think that's okay. when we grow older and are we start seeing communion in a different way. Like as a kids don't understand it. Children should not under they can't understand like what communion means right fully. they see snack time in the middle of they church. see snack time exactly oh, man, but that was the greatest when we get older that bread that bread should start to taste just nasty i think dude because we know that that what that bread means like it is tattered it is ugly but it was given for me and so i eat it with thanks and eat it with gratitude it's not supposed to be it's something that's like like oh yeah I'll take I'll take that man I'll take that free bread like it's it's like man I don't want to take I don't deserve to take this bread I don't deserve to eat this to, to drink this wine but I'm gonna do so with joy and gratitude and thanks and just all my love and all my all my heart I'm gonna take it and just eat it all up because it's it's from God and that's where I think we start to, we can start to dig deeper into communion as we get older every time we take it it can have new meaning if we take it every time we gather with people whether it's in a in the basement or whether it's in a back room at a church or small group or huge sanctuary like it holds meaning it it holds so much meaning and uh it's wild dude it's really cool too never even thought of that take um that i should i didn't either all the ugliness of like what this bread means and what yeah. this wine or grape juice means. But so sorry, I'm gonna ask again, you think we should do it every time we meet or you think we No, I mean that's something that like I can't answer. That's something that we can't answer as twenty two no, year old kids. I think But it's, give me your opinion. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, we should in our hearts we should be accepting of that every time we you know, wake up. Like praising God, thanking him for his son. Every time we end a prayer, we say, you know, in Jesus' name for, thank you for, you know, sending him. Amen. You know, it's like we give thanks to God for sending Jesus to die, for showing us that amount of love. But the the physical act of, like, taking the bread and the wine every time we gather with Christians, the logistics of that don't always make sense, and it's not always going to happen. But I think anytime you're proposed with that opportunity and God is speaking to you on your heart, like, you need to take this right now because you're struggling with this. You haven't laid down your sins. It's a it's a spirit move, I think, man. Like, it's, you know, I don't, I don't know what, like, scholars would say or pastors would say about that, but I don't think there's any, when you're with other Christians, I don't think there's any wrong time to do it, you know? 
I'm not a scholar or a pastor, but I'm going to give you this take. Um, you know when a new song comes out on the radio, you know, you you love it, you, you, and they play it over and over and over and yes. over again? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time, it sounded great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it sounded great. And then by the time you're done with your work day, if you're listening to the radio all day, you're like, I've heard this song five times. Mm. It's still good, but it's not as good as what it was. Yeah. And I think that's that's how I picture communion if it's done mm. all the time. I think it takes the special out of it. Um, I think communion is done, I don't know, I, some churches do it differently. Some churches do it uh, every other month, so it holds that special factor mm-hmm. where they do it every month. And some churches do it every week. Um, I, that's just my take on it. Mm. Um, my opinion, like I said, I'm not a scholar, yeah, not a pastor, but I love saying, "Oh, today's communion." Mm. Like today's the church. Today's the service where we have communion. Yeah. Um, but I feel like if I had it every Sunday, I'd be like, "Oh, all right. Well, this means I'm almost done with the service, so I'm almost out of here," because, mm. um. I feel like that's what it would be like. Yeah. I don't know if you can relate or... No, I mean, I I don't think I fully agree with you, but... Good. I think that's fine. Like, I think it's cool because, like, man, if you have the right mindset and your heart is prepared going into communion, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing it as much as God allows and as much as God gives you that opportunity because if you are constantly throwing your sins at Him and... Asking for repentance, it shows how much you you understand your brokenness and you understand your sinfulness, and they, you know, we're not holding on to so many things. Um, and I don't think that's always true with like taking communion every other month, because I think good Christians will be confessing their sins every day. Um, but the act of communion is so much deeper, and and man, I'm like, how broken am I? Like that he, I. I'm still sinful, yet he wants me to take this bread and this wine right now. You know, that's crazy. And so, I'm yeah, I'm glad we disagree a little bit. Well, all right. Well, the act of worship, the act of worship is amazing. And yeah, yeah. Um, to go every Sunday and worship, so you're telling me like every Sunday you're prepared for worship. You're like, I love you, God. Like, yeah. woo, hands up. Sorry if that was too loud. Hands up, raised. I'm all in. My heart's in. You're saying you feel that way every no, Sunday? No, I don't feel that way every Sunday, but I strive to. I love. I would love to feel that way every Sunday. And I feel like maybe there's circumstances where I go in. If I'm going into church in my head like with a bad attitude, then I'm going into it wrong. Like That's not what church is about. It's mm-hmm. not for church to fix my problems. It's I have to come realize that like I'm going to honor God and I'm going to you know, praise God and worship him and, and lay myself out for him and say like, I'm ready, I'm ready to keep serving you. Like, I'm sorry for this attitude. I'm sorry for the way I've been feeling. Um, but to go in there and expect like you, you, you to be fixed without throwing that stuff at God and admitting your faults, then like you're going in with the wrong mindset. Um, but Right, you're going in just to go to church on yeah. a Sunday and then come home. Yeah. Um, I think what you're talking about is, like, you should have your worship before church. You should not be trying to get yeah. hyped up 
in that worship yeah. service being like, okay, God, I'm here. I'm ready for this service um, mm-hmm. by the third song. Mm-hmm. Like, I think as Christians, we should be hyped up when we walk in that building. Yeah. Before we get to church, we should be, you know, God, today is your day. Like, Sunday, mm-hmm. we yeah. made it. The day of rest, there's the day of God. And um, I think it was my dad that taught me that. Um, just like, who cares what they play mm-hmm. on Sunday, what music they play, because you should already be hype. Yeah. You should be hype, and then before you get there. Yeah, because I've been in church, and I've been like, if I'm not like on fire to worship, no matter what song is played, then I feel like I'm I'm messing up. Yes. Like if if I'm sitting there with my hands in my pockets, just like not not singing, not into it with my heart, then I'm like, what is wrong? You like, can get rid of the whole Sunday because you're not yeah, gonna get. There. I'm like, I expected to come in here and like the worship to fix me, mm-hmm. and like that's not the case. Like I'm I obviously did something wrong, and then I look back on it, I'm like, well yeah, I came to church with all this baggage, and I didn't I didn't leave it at the door, man. I didn't like put in front of god i just kind of went in continuing in that way hoping it would be fixed without me putting in the work to like confess and admit and and that's why that's why i'm feeling so crappy leaving church i'm like dude yeah. what are you doing like get straight you know and god, i just get mad it's crazy i've since for three or four years now i will have days where i feel sick like i'm cold to the bone all this stuff like i feel like i mean i cough up a storm after church but it's all these things that happen to me after church yeah and i started to realize that if i don't go in prepared for church on sunday then i'm gonna be sick mm. like i need to prepare for church and it's crazy because i've talked to Jacqueline about it and you know for the longest time i was like it's just like I'm sick on Sundays. And I was like, oh, it's God telling me I need to rest today. Um, um, which sometimes I still say that. But um, church starts at 10 for me. And I don't like it at all because I go to work at 7. And so I'll wake up on Sundays. Maybe I'll sleep in until 8. But then I still have two hours before I'm supposed to go to church. And church is five minutes away from me. Mm-hmm. So I'll fill my time by going on instagram yeah or watching videos on tiktok and by the time i get to church um i'm like i just feel gross yeah. i'm like i kind of want to go back on tiktok <laughs> but it's because i didn't start my morning with god mm. or i didn't continue my morning getting mm-hmm. ready for god mm-hmm. I, this is becoming more of a worship episode it's than fine dude communion. let's roll i do have a question back to communion for you though please um why did you Why did you choose to take communion at your wedding with Jacqueline? Oh. Why was that so important to you? So, um, yeah, we took communion, and we took it facing the congregation. A lot of people take it, um, you know, with their backs to everyone. Mm. But Jacqueline wanted to make it important that we were facing everyone because we wanted everyone to see... Um, just kind of the commitment we were making. And I think on our wedding, it was a start over. Um, We said how communion, we asked for forgiveness about all that ugly, all that Mm. yuck before we take the bread and the wine. Um, And that's what it was. It was like, all right, let's lay our baggage down. God's going to take control of this. And then it's you and me and God. Let's go. Um, 
And I think that was that was our whole point of it. Yeah, that's cool. I like that's a good question, dude. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I didn't think about it either until Spirit gave it to me or a couple minutes ago. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's important. Um, I think it's important for anyone to do it at their wedding, even if you don't do it in front of a. If you're, if you want Christ to be the center of your marriage, and the center of your life, I think it's important to do with your spouse that day. And even if you do it in private, um, or in public in front of the whole your whole guests list, uh, I think it's still cool. And that's what I mean, like, dude, it can happen anywhere and anytime. It doesn't have to be in church. Explain that to me more. I I, I don't know if I'm a hundred percent understanding on that. Man, we we don't need a church, you know, building or a pastor to tell us, All right, it's time to ask God for forgiveness. That's not He's yeah. just the one who, you know, sets it up and says, like, we're going to take communion now. He doesn't say, everybody take communion. He says, if you feel led. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into, you know, we're going to take the bread. And this is the bread of, this is the body broken for you. Um, take and be thankful. And But it always starts with, if you feel led. If you feel like God is putting that on your heart to ask for forgiveness and because maybe it's people that don't really have that relationship with God yet and don't see him as the savior, don't see Jesus as coming to save. But like, so you say like taking communion, act of communion like every day, are you asking just for us to ask for forgiveness? No, yeah, not. Or are you saying like, okay, guys, where's the bread in the no, wine? No, yeah, that's why, and I said earlier, like, you oh, don't, I we're not taking that. communion every day because the logistics of like finding bread and wine wherever you're gathered with Christians, like like yesterday when we had small group, like if you didn't have bread and wine, I'm sure you did have bread and wine. But if we had like gotten to that point where like, guys, do you think we should take communion right now? Um, and you're like, oh, I don't have any bread or wine. Then maybe we would just pray together and, you know, sit together in prayer and, and pray over each other. You know, it's just different occasions for that. But even when you're by yourself, you can ask God for forgiveness. It doesn't have to be through drinking blood. You don't have to, you know, take forgiveness in that way only. And I think that's what's so cool about, like, Jesus' new covenant is that we can come to God anywhere, man. We can, like, come to him wherever we are at any time of day. And But the, the bread and the wine puts it to a different level and says, it says, like, wow, I'm, I'm taking the body and the blood of Jesus into my body right now. I'm like reaffirming that like this is what he did for me. Like he did he did what? Like he did that? And bringing that down to a different level instead of just waking up and saying, "Lord, please forgive me for my sins. I know I'm broken and I'm beaten." It just brings it to a deeper level um and and in the way that Jesus in the way that it did for the disciples on the last night, you know. It was deeper. Right. Yeah. And this gets me into we ask forgiveness for that sin. And God or well there's a reward for sin, I'll put it. There's a reward for sin. Yeah. And yeah. It's death. Yeah. Um it, God says in the Bible, um uh, where is it? I don't know where it's at, but it says like the wages of sin is death. And Oh, mm-hmm. 
so think about it like think about getting a paycheck of death you have you have a death check like this is where you're gonna go mm. you deserve to die because you did this last week and then you have this greatness of god who says tear it up tear i'm it here up. for you mm-hmm. because of me you get eternal life you get full life mm. and that paycheck of death is no longer mm-hmm. and i think that's so great to think about because you know you can be in debt with all your with all your sins but when you ask for forgiveness and grace for god yeah it puts you back into it's like a restart button god gives us the days a new day to restart and he gives us this opportunity of communion to restart. Yeah. Um, so this episode is not like, I want to make something clear. It's not to say that like communion is um, the only way to ask for forgiveness. It's the only way to ask for forgiveness of sin, which is not the case at all. Because when Jesus died, you know, he made it clear that you can come to God at any time, anywhere, and confess your sins to him. Um and I mean, we at church, like we have the call to the altar. If you feel led by the Spirit, you can come and lay everything before God and ask for your forgiveness. Ask that um, He show you mercy. And that doesn't involve communion always. You know, that can just be a regular Sunday service. Um, and you can come to God right here on our, you know, our podcast if you feel led. You know, if the Holy Spirit's moving, you can ask for forgiveness now. Um, but we're not we're not the ones that grant that. You know, that's not, you know, come to our show to ask us for forgiveness. It's just the way to the Father um, and to see Jesus more clearly. But, uh, man, yeah, I don't have a lot more with this. I mean, it's special, super, super special communion, and it's not to be taken lightly. I'll ask one more question. Yeah. What do you, like, does it have to be bread and wine? Can you get Doritos and Mountain Dew and it'd be the <laughs> same thing? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I mean... Make it fun. It could be a fun question. I guess, but. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good question. But I think the bread and the wine stems right from the word. And Me too. We don't deviate from it. But yeah. we do take grape juice. So it's not right. like we take wine at some places. I've had wine when I was, like... At a Lutheran church, okay. and I didn't expect it, so I drank it, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's a little sharp." Yeah, everyone's <laughs> got to have a funny story like yeah. that when they're like, "Oh, yeah." I was, I thought at our wedding that it was going to be wine, mm. so I was like preparing myself for the sharp taste, yeah. and I was like, "Oh, this is great juice. That's <laughs> nice." So maybe by your standard, like, it could be Doritos and Mountain Dew if we take crackers and grape juice. I don't think I don't I don't like it i think no yeah i, mean, I think crackers and thing. grape juice is just a uh, one step lower it's like the knockoff version <laughs> of the actual thing and i think um doritos and mountain dew is just totally left yeah. field like you're trying to do something but you're trying to be cool but it's not working like the bible yeah. says it i think too many times we go off of trying to rewrite the bible here but mm-hmm. maybe you if you're like stuck in the wilderness and you have a come to Jesus moment and you're with your buddies and you're like, I feel, I feel like I want to take communion right now. Like, Oh, what do you got? Man, I got Doritos and Mountain Dew. So then you take it there. Cause that's all you got. I'd that's all Jesus is giving you. I'd rather look around for some you. berries and water, but you're going to ferment some 
grape. Some yeah, wine from yeah. wild grapes. And then eat some grass. <laughs> we're going to end there, guys. There's yeah, we're going to end there. place to end. I will say, though, um, this has been a cool podcast for us, or a cool episode for us to talk about. And if you feel um, like the Lord has been speaking to you, like the Spirit has been speaking to you, um, then come to Jesus right now. Uh, wherever you're at, wherever you're listening, come to him and, and lay it all down and ask for forgiveness. Um, because, you know, through his body and through his blood, he's broken it. He's stripped it and shed it all for for your sin. So don't come to him with, with the shame and the guilt that you feel like you've been hanging on to. Um, come with joy. Come with gratitude and grace and accept the grace that he's given. So we'll leave it at that uh, we're praying for everybody that's listening thank you so much uh and we will see you next week see ya